getting older sucks, but midlife doesn't have to. I'm your host, Caroline Fardig, here to bring a weekly hour of fun to the middle children of society, Gen Xers. Together, we'll navigate midlife like it's 1999. Welcome to the wrong side of 40. Welcome back to The Wrong Side of 40. I'm your host, Caroline Fardig. Today, here with my friend and fellow podcaster, Lena Stagg, to give you some history and a behind-the-scenes look at the wild world of podcasting. We have Jennifer Vinson back, and she's going to give us some fashion tips for hair and nails. And we've also got Blue Stocking Social's Matt Fitzpatrick to talk about printmaking, one of his favorite topics. Stay tuned for The Wrong Side of 40. Looking for beauty and style tips that actually work for us on the wrong side of 40? Look no further. We've got Beauty Not So Basics with Jennifer. All right, today we are talking some beauty trends with my personal beauty and fashion guru, Jennifer Vinson. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning. All right, so what is your new favorite trend? Oh my goodness, yes. So I have hair tinsel. And it's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere I go, everyone just stops me and they're like, how's your hair sparkling? Are you, are you spraying sparkle in your hair or how do you get your hair like that? Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, it's gotten so bad that Jenna won't go with me to the mall (laughs) because one day (laughs) we were in Bath and Body and she went in to try to get some lotion and literally nine people stopped me. No way. And they were just surrounding me, all these ladies, and they were touching my hair, and they were like, oh my gosh. They were gosh, touching your hair? Your hair, your hair no. is gorgeous. Like, they were touching yes, your hair. they were touching my hair. Oh my like, gosh. I would have run not... out screaming. Yeah, and I, I couldn't get away from it. And they were they were like, what did you do to your hair? How do you do that? What? Well, how's your hair sparkling? And Jenna, you know, she's dying. She's like, mom, can we just go? <sighs> so oh my gosh. So we finally got away, and she said, I am never going into Bath and Body with you again. <laughs> So if you'd like to get mobbed in Bath and Body, get some hair tinsel. (laughs) So literally, so I have a friend who does it. It's a brand called, um, I believe the name of it is Lucky Locks. Okay. So you have to have somebody do it for you. You do. Okay. Yeah. And And hers is very subtle. It's not like her whole head is tinsel. No, I probably have... Um, I don't know, 15 in there. And mm-hmm. you would think, oh my gosh, that's a lot, but it's really not. It's not. No, um, no. and they, it's, you can highlight over it. You can color, you can, um, you can curl it with a curling iron. You can blow dry and it doesn't wow. damage. It curls with your hair. That's impressive. Um, yeah, it is. And it's, it's like $3 a strand. Oh. And what they do is they, they have a little tool and they tie the individual, hair tinsel strands into your hair okay. into like three or four little strands of hair. Mm-hmm. So you have a tiny little knot. So you do have to be careful um, when you're combing your hair to just kind of hold your hair and start at the bottom combing and mm-hmm. kind of work your way up. Cause you don't want to pull that tinsel out. Sure. Um, and it, you'll lose it just kind of as your hair naturally shreds or mm-hmm. I say shreds, <laughs> falls out sheds. or yeah. sheds. Yeah. Not shreds. Your hair doesn't shred. It sheds. Um, it, it will come out. Mine, my hair has a lot of texture to it because I get highlights. Mm-hmm. So the hair tinsel for me will stay in like five months. Oh, nice. Okay. So I'll... it's like very affordable. Yes. Okay. Yeah. $3 a strand. You can do one strand. You can do 20 strands. It really doesn't, you know, personal preference. And it comes in different colors. I use the rose gold, um, but you can do silver. You can do pink, green, mm-hmm. you know. Well, silver would look nice in like a gray yeah. hair. 
yeah. us over 40 that have gray hair that I just got yeah. colored over yesterday. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. So be careful though. Make sure you use a high-end brand tinsel like Lucky Locks because mm-hmm. I ran into a girl. Um, she actually, she came up to me and said, How, how's your hair tinsel look so nice? And I looked at hers and it was like, almost kind of burnt and um, frayed. Okay, so it wasn't and she had, doing well with the heat, maybe? She had a friend do it that mm-hmm. they had ordered it off of Amazon. Okay, so and don't so do it yourself. Don't do it yourself. <laughs> you know, go to a reputable uh, person and make sure they use a high-end tinsel because mm-hmm. not all tinsel can you use a curling iron with okay. or highlight over. Mm-hmm. And and so hers looked, I, I looked at it and I said, yeah, I don't, it's not supposed to look like that. <laughs> so you might want to, you know, so I gave her the card of, of right. my friend that does it. Okay, cool. All right. So now we have another trend to talk about, which Jennifer always has her nails done. They always look so nice. <laughs> yes. Um, I, well, it's kind of, what do they call it? An accent nail? Accent, I guess. Yeah. 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 Your so, ring finger. Yep. Yep. So kind of the new trend is to do an accent nail. And Usually I'll do like glitter or something mm-hmm. on, on my of ring course, finger <laughs> or yeah, sparkle, sparkle again. And I think right now I've got like a, what is it? Like a gold heart with a little rhinestone. Um, so sometimes I'll just do rhinestones mm-hmm. and, and I think the coffin, the coffin shape has gotten popular. I always used to do like short square, okay. you know, keep it simple. Now I've gotten a little bit longer, longer than I probably honestly like. I they're due to be done, so they're kind of longer than they should okay. be right now. But so coffin shape is so that... coffin's more of a a skinny, a skinnier look. Okay. With the the tip is still kind of square. Okay. But it's it's more thinner, so not as wide. Okay. Um, and honestly, I like it. I think I like it better than the the short kind of square. Okay. Kind. Yeah. So that's nice. that's my go to right now. All right. And then oh, gel gel polish oh, yeah. on for your pedicures. Oh, pay, it's, it's like $15 more, but literally will last two or three months. Okay. Gel stays good. on. And for those yeah. of you listening who have a swimming pool, you definitely want to do gel polish on your toenails. Oh, because it'll stay. It will stay. Got it. Okay. Cause regular polish comes off of the water yes. more so than yes. anything else. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Yeah, you're welcome. For taking us through some new fashion trends. All right, today in the studio, we have Lena Stagg. Hi, Lena. Hello. A little bit about Lena. She's a small town girl who grew up in Missouri. The crazy path that life led her on led her to wind up in Evansville, Indiana, where she raised three kids who are on their own now, and she has an additional five bonus children and seven grandchildren as a result of her blended family. The kids are her greatest pride and joy, but a close second would be her collection of awesome rock and roll themed cookbooks in the Recipe Records Cookbook series. The books are a clever twist of food and music designed to turn up the beat in the kitchen. She co-authored the first book with her best friend of 14 years, who suddenly died shortly after the book was published. That event led her to write a children's kid-dolt book dealing with grief, Little Dog in the Sun. Another twist on the path of life led her to buy a failing gym during a pandemic, of course, with her husband. But what we're talking about today is another thing that Lena does. She is so multi-talented. She has a podcast. And what is the name of that podcast? Our podcast is titled She Said, She Said, and it was named after the awesome song by the Beatles, She Said, She Said. You have a partner in your podcast. 
Yes, I do. Uh, John Lennon expert, Jude Sutherland Kessler is my co-host, and we are Beatles-centric, so it always centers around something to do with the Beatles, and mainly we interview uh, wonderful authors that have books that are connected to the Beatles. All right, so how and when did you get into podcasting? You've been at it a long time. Yes, I was actually doing it before it was actually called podcasting. We, my my best friend and I, Margaret, we wrote and published our first book, Recipe Records, in 2010. Oh, wow. And she, a year later, suddenly passed away. She was 44, and I was grief-stricken, and I was also sitting on an brand new order of a thousand books we had sold a thousand books very quickly and we decided to order more and keep going and then she got sick and uh, passed away so I was sitting on these books and my kids were very young at the time and I couldn't not do something with them I needed to sell them so I got in touch with a marketer and he suggested starting a radio show on blog talk radio and blog talk radio was a free platform which you know there's nightmares that come along oh, doing, sure. <laughs> doing a free platform and the ironic part of the story is margaret was a very gifted and well-respected dj in st louis and she was on you know several of the top 40 stations and she was she was just fantastic. And I was not good at radio. I never wanted to be on radio. (laughs) And um, so it was sort of like the moon and the stars and Margaret were saying, yeah, do a radio show, you can do this. And so I followed the guy's lead and started the Block Talk radio show. And he had great um, recommendations on how to do it. So it was it was very wonky for a while, <laughs> but I really had a good time with it and felt like she was helping me get through it as cool. well. Yeah. So, so where did you record it at that point? It was all on the telephone. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I had a full time job at the time, and sometimes on my lunch hour, okay. I would borrow someone's office and interview some guy from a band um and, oh cool yeah uh, you, you had to have the computer but you you were talking from the telephone okay and, so like a landline even uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was crazy and uh, you know even if the the guest called in a cell phone it was like eh, this isn't really gonna work we're gonna need oh a wow landline. okay yeah it yeah. was it was the technology was very sketchy sure. at the time and you know I did that uh for mm, Gosh, up until um, probably three or four years ago, I did it for Mm -hmm. quite a long time. And I would write a blog about who was going to be on the show, and then I would interview them and and post the show out there. Mm -hmm. And it was was a great experience, and it really, really helped me. And and I've met a lot lot of really cool characters along the way. Oh, yeah, I bet. (laughs) I bet. So when you were starting out, obviously there were not a lot of podcasts out there, not even really called podcasts, as, like you said. So there wasn't as much information about how to get one up and running. Like like when I've been doing research about how to get this one up and running, there is so much to wade through. You hardly know where to look because there's too much information. So how did you get yours off the ground with such little support? I know you said that you know you, you worked with the person at Blog 
talk radio, but like you had to have researched yourself, you know. Boy, I I actually just went totally blind. Oh wow! And <laughs> I didn't know there were blog talk radio programs out there. Okay. And so this marketer had the information. He had, okay, well, good. You know, and I had to pay him for. <laughs> oh, okay. He would so give me the information. Okay. So that was a different so, way. It wasn't free on the internet. No, just to go get. I okay. had no clue, and. You know, I had thought about doing a radio show, but I had no um, no direct line on mm-hmm. that information. So this marketer that I hired um, led me to that, mm-hmm. and and it wasn't a difficult thing to do. It was, and I also felt too the more that you look into what's out there and try to um, step out of your comfort zone, the more. Um, the stronger it makes you and sure. it makes it, it empowers you to, to do other things. Oh yeah. So it was, um, it, there, there was not, I don't believe a lot of online radio shows that weren't produced by radio companies. Okay. All right. So not like now when, you know, any person with a microphone and a computer can put out a podcast right. or, or their or, phone or their, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I saw that anchor does just over your phone and I'm like, how in the world do you just do it over your phone? But yeah, I mean, you can. And these so, young kids, they can do everything from their phone for sure. Yeah. So, so we had kind of talked about what, what has changed and what was different back then and what's different now. So how, now that you have your new um, podcast, how, how did go about how you do it now versus how you did it then? Like what, what do you have to do differently? So headphones and a microphone, that was a big change for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard to, uh, just the older I get, the harder it is for me to, to understand how it all works. Mm-hmm. And I'm really very, very blessed that Jude has a husband that is techie and well, likes <laughs> to likes to do all of this stuff. Awesome. So um, we've and there's a lot of trial and error. We've now we've gotten to the point we know we record the show on a um, I think it's free conference call. Okay. So everyone that's on the show calls in. We record it, and then her husband Rand goes through and engineers the whole thing and posts it on Podbean, which Podbean then will allow you to post it on iTunes and YouTube and all of the other Spotify, mm-hmm. all these other platforms. And so that's really interesting. Um, we're kind of moving away from the podcast in that it's going to be a video. Okay. Um, the last couple of shows we had were Zoom and all of the guests were on, you know, video as well. Okay. And nice. that turned out to be so um, very welcomed sure. by people because everybody's tired of not seeing people no, <laughs> for that's the past true. two yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it's still, I feel like, a little wonky, you know, a little glitchy. Sure. And, but I think it is a good um a, a good thing to to be able to see the people that are on the show. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Um, but there there's a whole host of problems that comes with that too. Is you know internet kind of fading out. And oh yeah. yeah. So you know there's yeah. always going to be glitches. I did my first um, podcast interview over Zoom yesterday, and it went really well. And we didn't record the video or anything. It was just audio. But um, the thing I noticed that when 
we would both talk at the same time, you would get that, uh, uh, the, the little glitchy thing that you, you hear on podcasts a lot. And so now I know, oh, that's because they're on Zoom. And it's just kind of that little, it's, it's just a little electronic glitchy type of, type of thing. And, um, but I mean, I ended up kind of, I ended up recording myself through my own microphone w- it, within the Zoom call. I, I don't know how it works, but, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I listened to the audio later and I was really impressed with it. I was like, oh, it's just going to sound like a Zoom call, but at least my audio sounded really good. Hers was not awesome. bad. And I know she didn't have a, like a microphone or anything. It was just her computer internal mic, but like, I was really impressed with it. It, it worked awesome. out well, except for the little glitchy things every once in a while. And I kind of mm-hmm. learned, like I could, I started hearing it at the beginning of the interview and I was like, okay, well just don't ever like interrupt or, you know, don't ever like just wait till she's done. And basically then, you know, you can go ahead and you won't, you won't hear that little glitch. But, um, yeah, I mean the difference between a landline and a zoom call, (laughs) I mean, is, is major. So, okay. So on kind of on the other side of it, you've, you've gone through, the technology change. So how, what do you do now with keeping current with technology, like social media type technology and visibility now that the podcast scene has exploded? How do you stand out in a sea of millions? You know, it is very difficult. You have to know your audience and you've got to reach your audience. And that is the, the $60,000 question is how do you get it to your your audience Mm -hmm. and actually it takes years of collecting (laughs) it takes years of collecting your audience and getting them to follow you getting them to um you you know you've got to post a lot on social media Mm -hmm. and when when all of social media started I was like uh poo poo mm-hmm. but no it's it's absolutely what you have to do you've got to do things to get noticed mm-hmm. and i think that the more guests you have on mm-hmm. they have an audience so sure, yeah. you have to you have to reach out to their audience yes. as well and it is just a lot of networking mm-hmm. and um and, and it's a lot of hard work yeah. Well, um, I did read that in one of my how to, you know, how to do a podcast in 90 days or whatever. It was like, you know, the the easiest way to get your name out there is to have guests and have the, your guests, you know, broadcast it to their people and, you know, it'll get, it'll, it, it'll trickle out. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Absolutely. So, that's good. so like all the Beatles people that follow our shows, you know, when this show comes out, I'll tell them, well, Caroline is an awesome writer of her own thriller um detective Mm -hmm. stories and you know that's another genre that will connect with people in my audience too and so that's that's a happy thing to happen you know um because people are even you just don't know what what people are interested in that's true yeah and yeah you never know when they're like at Beals. Beatles fans are kind of a niche audience. Yes. You know, and, uh, but they have other interests. I mean, obviously, Absolutely. besides just, just music, but Absolutely. yeah, that's a good, that's and a good way to network. My people read. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Well, and so you, you know, they honestly, should read more, your books. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> more people read than you would think. I mean, you know, yes. and 
So that's that's a good thing. I mean, I I fall behind in my reading. I really oh. do. I don't know. Oh. We were we were talking before the podcast even started about how busy we were and you know how we never had time for anything and you know everything and that that's honestly for me that's what goes by the wayside is reading sometimes. Yes. Yes. I hate to say that. For me too. If yeah. I had a vacation, which we were that was one of the the questions uh, you said on the script is, well, you know, where would you like for your, va- you know, where would you like to go on vacation? I just want to go somewhere where I can sit in a room and read. And oh, yeah. That is what I do at the beach. snacks. Yeah. And I don't care where I am. Sure. That, that, that <laughs> is my beach thing. Read. I, yeah. I take like five books. I never get through them all, of course. <laughs> but but I just want to, I want to make sure that like if I bought one that I ended up, I get through a little bit of it and I'm not all about it, that I have something else that I can bring out. But like, I will go through like three novels wow. just sitting on the beach. And that's what I want to do all day. And my kids are like, what is wrong with you that you want to sit on the beach, do literally nothing but read. And well, we drink the, our little sneaky Pete's that we bring <laughs> our little, that's our little right. concoction that's of right. rum and other things. But, um, but yeah, that's all I want to do. And I always thought my mother who wanted to sit and watch the beach was crazy. I was like, why don't you want to get in? And now I'm just like, I won't get in above my ankles. I think the ocean right. is gross. I don't want anything to bump into me. <laughs> well, and we always go to the Atlantic, so you can't see anything. Right. Anything from like knee down, you cannot see it. So I'm just right. like, mm, I'm good. Yes. I will, I will sit and look at it. I will, I will boat on it, but mm, not getting in it. We digress. So anyway, (laughs) so is there anything like current trends out there in podcasting? I know you've had to like kind of change up what you do. Where do you look to like, do you, do you listen to other podcasts to kind of get ideas? Do you read articles? Do you talk to people? Like, how do you stay up with the current trends or if any training needs to happen? You know, well, I, I just try to observe what people are doing mm-hmm. and I have started in, in the past couple of years, started hearing people say, and, and part of it's being at a gym every day, people will say, oh, I just turn on a podcast while I'm working out. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, hmm, you're listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. That's very, very interesting. And um, so I just listen to what people I'm in contact with all the time, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot more people are listening to podcasts. So yeah. I think they are going to be the wave for, for quite some time. Yeah. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I, that's I good. Think that's terrific. Well, and uh, you know, you can kind of learn something while being entertained and, you know, all that. And I have actually turned, because when I will run, which has been a lot less lately, I cannot run when it's cold. Yes. Or get it. And I have exercise induced asthma. So if I oh. take a big breath outside, I'm like coughing the rest of the day. And you cannot cough anymore. Right. <laughs> People right. think you have COVID. <laughs> right. So so I have just I have been I've stayed away. <clears throat> but I used to have to have loud music in my ears because I couldn't stand the sound of my uh, sucking air <laughs> while I was running, but I've gotten a little bit better at that, but, um, but yeah, I'll turn on a podcast and if I turn it up high enough, I can't hear my breathing, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I almost think like having something to like take your mind off what you're doing. Cause honestly, when I'm listening to music and running specifically, like, I don't care if I'm like lifting weights that, you know, I know that after 15 reps, I'm done with that particular move and I can handle that. But like, if you're, if you're going like two miles 
like what right. I normally do. It's like, this is really far. And if I got to listen to these two and a half minute songs, right. I know exactly how much farther yeah. I got to go. But if I'm listening to a podcast, I kind of get lost in it. Sure. And I, you know, I kind of like quit thinking about how far it is and I right. just run. And, and I feel like I can actually run a lot farther when I'm not thinking about, you know, the music. I get in my head, I will be like, okay, after two and a half minutes, I know I've gone like almost a quarter mile or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> and, and then yeah. I'm like, it's, you can't be tricked by no, that. No, I can't. I, and I can be tricked by a podcast. That's exactly. very easy. And I've even, um, I've even started, like I'll do podcasts while I'm driving around town. Mm. But um, like when I go to Indianapolis to see my son, I'll even do a audiobook. Yes. And I had been really anti-audiobook yeah. for a long time because I... When I listen to something, listen to anything, a lot of times I will zone out mm-hmm. and just I'll hear it, but I won't, I right. won't get it. But yeah. when I'm driving, it's kind of a different story. Like if I was trying to like do the dishes or something and listen to an audiobook, it w- wouldn't really work out because I'm right, you know. But driving, you know, I, I mean, I do pay attention to the road, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> and I usually pause it in traffic. But like, you know. You got I-69, miles and miles and miles and miles of nothing. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. you do have to pay attention, but not like in the same sense that you have to pay attention in downtown Indy. Right. You know, so, I mean, right. I'm going through these audiobooks. That's awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, awesome. I'm feel like I'm much more open to different forms of media now that I, you know, just even tried it. So, I mean, yeah. obviously, if you're listening out there, you do do listen to podcasts or at least are listening to this one, but it's, it's just, it's fun. Oh yeah. You know, oh, and yeah. there's one on every subject you could imagine yes. ever. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you think that it has gotten too niche? I mean, do you think there are too many podcasts out there? Saturated. Yeah. Uh, mm. yes, I do. And, and that's another thing. I think if you, and, and I don't even know what people watch on TV anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, certain um, TV stations now have their own podcasts going oh, sure. on. and Like my and, favorite one is the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, oh. the podcast that goes with that. Because it's the three co-creator, co-executive producer, writers or whatever. And they just sit there and talk. And it is the funniest. I mean, it's like being on, or it's like being in an episode of the show, but it's them more themselves talking instead of their characters talking, which I find fascinating. And I love all the behind the scenes stuff. And I'm always telling my family all this stuff I heard. And they're like, Ooh, you've listened to a podcast, haven't you? (laughs) This is really fun. I love it. (laughs) Well, it's the same as back in the old days uh, when you used to listen to um, when you're taking the kids to school and you're listening to the DJs talk sure, and, yeah. and interview guests yeah, on, that's fun. on their radio show. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it's, that's real similar to that. And, and that was, those were the days. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't it funny that like, I mean, the only experience I have with like old radio shows is like when you watch a Christmas story and Ralphie's <laughs> sitting there in front of the radio listening right. to, you know, the Red Rider show or whatever they call it. And uh, it's like, how in the world... Did they function with just a radio thing? But right. think about what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. The bulk, I mean, the bulk of my media is podcasts and, right. you know, stuff like that. And it is exactly identical. It is a show. And I mean, they have podcasts where people just like read a, a novel or something to right. you. Well, I mean, that's an audiobook, But, you know, it's, right. it's come full circle. It's so weird it has. that we've gone back to a little bit like 
stripped down version. Right. Not so much action. And it gives your eyes a rest, Mm -hmm. which I think is great because my eyes have been (laughs) so going downhill on the wrong side of 40. It's not even funny, but, um, but you know, no, I agree. And, and this is getting a little bit off topic, but I feel like physical books are coming back. I mean, Oh, I agree. Yeah. Um, rather than eBooks. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think physical books are so important and, you know, 10 years ago, my kids were, would never look at a map, you know, it only had to be, you know, the, the phone for the map. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you need to learn how to read a map on a, in a physical form. Sure. Uh, because your sassy little internet might not work when you're oh, out yeah. in the mountains. Well, I was in downtown Indy and I, the, this one road was closed. My GPS did not know that. Right. And it tried to send me down that road and it was like, turn back around and take this road. I was like, I can't, there's no road there. (laughs) So it took me all the way around. I ended up, I was, I was at Butler, which is like in the middle, a little bit North. And I ended up on the far East side on the loop to get back all the way down South to come down here. I was, I mean, I was like a half an hour out of my way. Because my GPS did not know where it was going. And mm-hmm. I was, because I knew, I knew that road was closed right. and I was using the one in the car, just the one built in the nav. And I didn't realize that it didn't know that that road, and that road has been closed for years. I mean, oh it's gosh. not new. It is wow. not the, the actual off ramp to get on it. It's gone. It doesn't even exist. Wow. I mean, like I can see where it was. There's a mound of dirt there, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just gone. And it's like, how, and this is a, this is a new car. I just right. got it in, in January. It, why is the nav not updated? Right. Come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> there's human error. And that, I, you know, half that was the time, not human error, but yeah, there is human the time error. <laughs> that someone had to program that. And half the time I can't get my order right in the drive-thru. So, you know, it, somebody, there. there's not always That's everything true. is going to be programmed. That is true. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, all right. Let's see. Actually, back all the way to our questions here. <laughs> so is there something in the podcasting industry that you see that like, like everybody does or everybody doesn't do that you think is like something that needs to be quit being done? Or is there something that, you know, you really wish people would do more of over mm. like industry overall? That's a good question. I wish I were able to see the future. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> um, I I think it is a fantastic way to sell your product. Yes. And get your message out there. Um and I don't listen to enough of them to to know if anyone's not doing enough of that. Mm-hmm. I I tend to think they probably are doing enough of that. I have a business network um podcast series that I listen to just because I'm in a group and it's required. (laughs) (laughs) Required listening. (laughs) But when I do listen to it, I'm like, oh, they make some good points about business and and, and it it is good. And they're ultimately selling their product. Okay. Um, So I think that's, it's good to have an organized vision of where you want to be and what your goal is. And uh, I think there's probably... A lot of young people that are doing podcasts just to try and be, be a sensation. 
Oh, sure. You know, they they just want to get famous. Um, Our granddaughter is seven and they asked her at school the other day, they were talking about what you want to be when you grow up. Mm -hmm. She wants to be a YouTuber. Okay. She wants to be famous on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I feel like the younger generation, you got to watch what they're doing because Mm -hmm. they are creative. Oh, for sure. But I feel like, too, um, there might be there might be some wrong messages that are getting out yeah. to them. Yeah. But that, you know, that was with TV and well, you know, HBO any, sure, when we any, were growing any up. Any message is going to be. <laughs> sure. Because so, they're, they're a little bit more easily swayed. Yes. Yeah. Without our our sense of <laughs> wrong side of 40, like <laughs> stuff that we've gone through already. Right. All right. So what would you tell someone who's thinking about starting a podcast? Well, I, I have watched you prepare for your podcast <laughs> and you know, you're not only just super multi-talented, oh. but you, you have, um, great organizational skills <laughs> and you're very clever. And I think all of that, having all of those, um, traits will help you to have a successful podcast because mm-hmm. you know, your podcast is, is very clever, very well put together and, and you've taken your time to set it up. I have taken my time. That is for sure. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes but, I feel like I've taken too much time. Well, when I started, I just jumped in. I didn't know what I was doing. And every week it was something more Lucy and Ethel than the last week. It was chaos. And I did not know. And I didn't realize that you have to, be, you know, try to reach people. Mm-hmm. And that is, that takes a lot of time, mm-hmm. you know, going to a, um, an Instagram page for another detective writer and following all of her people. Sure. Oh yeah. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, growing your audience mm-hmm. and, and that's a very difficult thing to do and you have to be creative and you have to stick with it. Yeah. And so for a long time, every day I would say, okay, I'm going to take five minutes on my lunch break and follow a whole bunch of people and try okay. to get at least one new follower, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, just keep on that. But I think when you do get, um, take your time getting organized and trying to produce the best product that you can, mm-hmm. um, then it's going to, it's going to take off. Okay. So, Very good. so Lena, you wear many hats, but what is your biggest passion? So I would say right now, um, you know, my kids have always been my biggest passion and I've gone, I've done all kinds of weird stuff, um, in raising my kids. You were the lacrosse coach for a while. Yeah, I, I was a coach and, uh, Cub Scout mom and, mm-hmm. you know, all lunchroom lady. I did all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that was my passion. And since they're grown and gone, it's, um, it's changed a lot and it's, my books have been a big passion for me, mm-hmm. but then two almost two years ago we bought a gym, and so again it's it's evolved, mm-hmm. and I don't have the time to work on my books or you know try to do book signings or try to reach new people right. with that, and I always love doing that, but I don't have time for it now. And the gym that we bought has turned into such a um, such a paradise for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am with 
people I would never ever be with okay. and and talk to, and and extend a hand to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has become a very um, strong passion for me is is our gym. So well, it is a lovely place if you're ever in Evansville, Indiana, Pit Barbell Club on the east side, and you have another location opening up pretty soon. Yes, we are are opening a second location. It's going to be down by the historic Bossy Field where the otters oh, nice. play baseball. Nice. And the city built a multi-million dollar aquatic center. Okay, So yeah. we're just across the street from all of that. Nice. And it'll be, we're starting small. It'll be just a small, um, a small pit. It's going to be called the pit with a little two over it. The oh. pit to the second power. <laughs> cool. And so we're really excited about it. And it's closer to the high school kids on it. The the gym was always downtown and it Mm -hmm. reached the kids on the West side, the high schools and central high school. And so now we'll be much closer to that and we can start bringing back in a lot of the students and working with them, which was the, the, how the gym grew in the seventies. So that's great. So where can we find your podcast online or where, where can we find your podcast? So our podcast page is at podbean.com and then you do slash she said, she said, you can follow us there and then it gets out there. Um, we have a Facebook page for she said, she said also, Okay, but, um, it, you can, you can listen to it, I believe on iTunes and Pandora, Spotify, YouTube. anywhere you get your podcasts, okay. anywhere that you great find podcasts, and we can find the recipe records and Little Dog in the Sun books where Amazon.com, awesome, and I have a website LenaStag.com, and everything is very stale. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't even know if you buy a book on Amazon how it gets there. I don't even know anymore. So <laughs> you I have some in my car. I always have them in my car. Yeah, if you see Lady, um, you can get one for a car. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I always love to sit and talk with Lena. Well, I, this has been a joy. I have been excited all week to be Aww. on your show and. <laughs> And your studio is so lovely, oh, and thank you're you. so well put together. So it's inspirational. Thank you. I'm at Blue Stocking Social talking art with Matt Fitzpatrick. He has got a whole selection of art supplies, anything you would want. But what we're going to talk about today is um, the brand of Speedball, and it is printmaking. So Matt is going to take it away and tell us all about printmaking. Uh, Yeah, so printmaking is a very old medium that you can do. Uh, Basically the idea is that you're going to carve into something and then put ink over top of your carving and then press that onto paper so that you can create multiples um, and really create as many of the same image as you want. Um, It's basically the same method that like newspapers and things like that used to be uh, printed, but you can get more artistry with it using um, like blocks and things like that where you're hand carving them rather than like the metal ones that they used for newspapers. Um, So we have everything to do printmaking. Um, My wife and I both really enjoy printmaking and uh, she does a lot more of it than I do now. Um, I taught her how to do printmaking probably three or four years ago and she's just run with it now that she, that's all she does is printmaking. Uh, but we've got kits that have a full supply in it that it's basically everything you need to, to do your first print. 
um, all in there. And then we also have all the supplies that if you wanted to, if you already know how to do printmaking, you want to get back into it, or if you're just out of something, uh, we've got it all here that you can uh, just grab a block and go. All right, and we will have pictures of all this on our show notes on the website if you want to see all the things that you can buy. And they are also online, is that correct? Correct, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's also with any of the art supplies, especially printmaking, because that's a, a pretty specialty one. If you ever have any questions, feel free to send us an email, anything like that, and I'm happy to answer with with my decade of art teaching experience, whatever I can answer, I'll, I'll try and do it. So Awesome. So we have an art teacher on demand here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's www.bluestockingsocial.com. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the show, please show us some love. Follow, subscribe, rate, and review Wrong Side of 40 wherever you get your podcasts. I'm super excited for the next episode. My friend Jody Hess is going to take us behind the scenes of the spooky world of ghost hunting. And my son Will is back to talk about one of our favorite pastimes, watching cringy and horrifying movies that make our skin crawl. Catch you next week on The Wrong Side of 40, if you dare. To get more information on the topics we discussed today, including product links and discount codes, visit carolinefarting.com slash wrongside of 40. That's carolinefarting.com slash wrongside of 40. For behind the scenes photos and videos, follow at wrongside of 40 on Instagram. Thanks for listening, you awesome Gen Xers. Mm-hmm.